podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Hello and welcome to a Touchdown Frackers podcast. Yes, my name is Lewis. I'm back. You know, oh God. It's nice to be back, lads. You know, I don't even know who the, the people I'm talking to at the moment because I've completely forgot who I share a podcast with. Um, so on my screen, I'm reading from uh, top to bottom. I've got Io. Yo, 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 Whoever yo. that is, I don't know who you are, yeah, man. How you I, doing? I don't know who you are. I haven't heard your voice in years, bruv. I know, I know. But how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. How you doing? You you back you back from um from match fixing scandal. I heard you're betting betting big on, on League Two. <laughs> you have yeah, to be banned from all football operations I, for six months. I have to go ghost. They're saying this coronavirus <laughs> is the reason the football season stopped, but really and truly it was this match fixing scandal. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, you and Sturridge, yeah, all right, say no more. And we got uh, Daniel. How you doing, man? What's up, bro? Long time no speak. Bro, I've been on a podcast, innit? So, sorry. Raw. <laughs> like <a> <laughs> <laughs> like... like a shot. Well, Mariah took my job, innit? What am I supposed to do? Mariah took my job. I can't, you know. He wanted a week off this week, so I said, yeah, you know what? I'll jump on. Uh, we, we got Ife. What are you saying, bro? I'm good. You're good. And we've got um, Seb. Why do you say my name like that? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting in the heat for 25 minutes, bro. Oh, sir, bro. But yeah, man, glad that you could uh, finally... Turn... your rum takes longer to... Uh, takes quicker to uh, kick in than uh, your, your timing, mate. Oh, wait, don't start getting cheeky, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's your first episode this season. <laughs> <laughs> Not this season. Maybe this calendar year, actually. No, no, no. I, I went on the, um, the last few that we did at the, um, the Bermondsey studio. What were we saying? We were saying Lewis is reflecting um, Sabayas. Gave us a cheeky three games, then cut. Three games, <laughs> and then that's it. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you know what's funny about the Sabayas is that I was like yeah yeah 100 mil now I'm not even sure if I would uh, go, if I would sign him for 30 mil delicious quick Easter Pam you love to see it you love to yeah. see it well I'll pam myself before you guys do it innit? But, um, <laughs> no 8 mile but yeah um, before we start make sure to use the hashtag touchdown fracas 
Um, look, guys, we are providing you free content, yeah, during this coronavirus pandemic. We're putting our lives at risk here, yeah? So, if you want to thank us, yeah, you can go to our Patreon, yeah, which is, uh, you know, it's a website that you can you can donate money to us, okay? Now, our Patreon, it starts at £5 a month. Now, if you want to give us, like, some good, you know, some goodwill, um, something to keep us going, you know, because we are we are putting our lives at risk here. Yeah, you can go to our Patreon, you can donate £5. I know you lot are saving money from going out on a Friday night and stuff. So, you know, put it to good use. Give us give us that extra spare bit of change and um, yeah. we'll spend it for you. Because if <laughs> we might have to furlough some of your favourite cast members, isn't it? Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, furlough, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, get Ellis straight up furlough about livable no, value. No, no, what the fuck you know about livable values, you fucking meet her bum. Hey, Duke was talking about Liverpool values. That guy has not been to Liverpool once. What a bum. What a fucking <laughs> bum. Yeah, what a bum. Nasty. Uh, anyway, um, so obviously, guys, we're going to start off with some because obviously, not much going on in the football world. So we've we've kind of like come up with some topics that we're just going to talk about. Randomly, I guess, that you would consider just like random timeline discussions. So the first one that we're going to talk about is um, the use of stats in football. Now, stats, um, you know, we use them uh, in everyday life, I guess. You know, stats are particularly prevalent at the moment because we're all looking on the news, checking death counts and all that stuff. It's all really depressing. But it just goes to show that we can use stats in such a multitude of ways. And even the way that stats are presented to us you know, on the BBC about death counts and stuff, there's so much more context that goes into those stats that doesn't mean that what those stats are saying to us in, um, you know, in isolation, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the whole picture. So I guess, let me let me go around the room and I'll ask you guys, like, what are your favourite stats at the moment and what are the stats that jar you the most? So, Jisoo, let me start you the most. Uh, let me start you first. Okay, the stats that I that jars me the most, and I've got three of my contemporaries who disagree about this all the time, is goals per starts and goals per minutes because um, it doesn't really give... It does give um, good credence to um, proper shooters if the players that you're looking at actually play a substantial amount of minutes. But those players who don't play that much minutes, it kind of com- convolutes their stats and goals per starts. Okay, cool. Let's say, oh, this guy's got 15 goals and 15 starts, but what if he got five goals off the bench? So that doesn't really count. So those, those, those are some of the stats that really annoy me. My favourite stat to look at, um, I quite looking at stats in multitude and then getting, so for example, when you're looking at um, uh, midfielders, instead of just looking at dispossessions or pass accuracy, I like to look at their touches and then getting their dispossessions as a percentage of their touches. So, some players obviously will touch the football a lot more time. So your Jorginho's, your Kovacic, your Sabayas, if he fancies to turn up. Um, those type of players will be on the ball a lot. So the more they're on the ball, the more likely they are to lose the ball. Whereas some other players that like to have the ball, like your McTominay's and their man there, and your Torreira's, they may not have as many touches. Therefore, if you just look at their dispossessions, it might not show a true picture. So those are the two types of uh, numbers I like to look at. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I particularly hate the goals per start thing because it's like, but then there's so many strikers that, you know, I think Dan uses it quite a lot for Mishi, doesn't he? Yeah. That's, 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 where, that's where it's born from. He uses it a lot for, you know, to get Mishi's numbers up a bit. And and then, man, Dan and, and the other guy, I can't remember his name, I think it's Iba and that, that they use it for Morata as well, bruv. So, mm-hmm. oh. you know, like that. Oh. No, 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 let's get this straight. Number one, <laughs> I use I use goals to starts for everyone. All right, 
just because Mishi looks good in it, and 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 then number two, like me back in Morata. When hey Dan, you're doing bare quadratic formulas for Morata before he came. I remember, I seen it. I was there. No, Meads, Meads. The thing is, the thing is for the thing is the Morata argument was always about. Would you prefer Morata or Lukaku? And not because who's a better player. It was about who can you shift if they flop. Because they're big money signings. They're both big money signings. And you're lucky, absolutely lucky, that Conte got sacked here, one, and two, went into Milan, and they gave him the bag. Because Lukaku would have been stunking, okay. stinking out your bench. But me, did I ever back Did I ever back Morata? Hey, hey, Dad, calm, calm down. Dad, calm down. So don't even try it, oh. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. But she don't. No, no, Dan, Dan wasn't backing Morata. Dan went back in the sand. But he thought, he thought if you sign Morata, at, at the very least, Michi will show that he's better than him. Yeah. But he never got the opportunity. That was it. But, the bar where, is on the floor. Where I was right, where, but where I was right, where I always right is that the season that he came, one of the things that provided potential hope. Now, I never said because he had good goals to start, because that last season at Madrid, that he had good goals to start, so whatever. But he came off the bench hella. So, yeah, obviously, yeah. like, he scored, like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but what I said is, okay, look, that's that's an element of hope. That's just me not wanting to sign in with an element of hope. But don't even try and say I used it to justify because I didn't want Marat. But let me ask the question, Lewis, quickly. I know, okay. But... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that but, goes down as good Pam. We Pam them still as a good rebuttal still. Yeah, yeah. But but my my uh, metric that I hate the most, and look, it's it's assists. I'm not saying they're useless, but I just hate the way people use it. I hate the way people use mm. it and then make make it seem like you're a playmaker if you've got high assists. When look, you could have high assists because you could just like pam it in, you cross it in all the time, or you could be just mm. like a long thrower. Be mm. like a set version. It's just like, but uh, that's why I don't hate the assist, but I hate the way people use it. Okay, so you could be an assist merchant if you just spam the ball in from crosses or we a set piece merchant. Mm, I know a couple of men still, but I won't mention the name though. Boy, I know, I know a couple. I know still. a couple. What are we talking about Pogba? No, nah, no, nah, Pogba don't take set pieces. All two crosses. You get me? Oh, so, oh, 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 oh. Who did we talk about then? Uh, just a couple of men still. Like, maybe same city, though. Maybe. Maybe the same city still. My issue with the assist stats is that they can... Because it's all it's, it's all at the... Um, you're basically at the liberty of the person who is on the end of mm. those chances that you create. And, and it also, it doesn't take into consideration how good... The chance that you are creating so assist stats for me are really really basic and I would they, but what's good is that is there is a correlation normally to create um, like the best creators in the league by your eye test and then maybe assist numbers yeah. and if you do it over like um, a number of seasons the best creators generally have yeah. the most assists but I just I just don't particularly like that statistic. Yeah, but, you, you get some seasons. But the thing quickly, is, though, quickly. when we talk about when we talk about creators, though, we're talking about people that make the game. Because the idea that people are creators because they get the final. Because a lot of people are just end of move players, right? A lot of people are just end of move players. Actual creators, I generally don't think pure creators are. Um, 
the ones that get the assists. KDB is like an anomaly, but most playmakers aren't really making the game. They're just providing. I mean, most people with the high assists aren't making the game. They're just doing the final balls or yeah. getting the set pieces, spamming I, I, them corners and shit. I disagree. I disagree. I think that um, generally, if you are someone that is a playmaker and you can pull strings, then when someone is free, you can make that final ball. I think if you're a high-level playmaker, you can make that final ball. But what Lewis said, I agree with. After a while, if you kind of look at the, the assist stats, the reason why I don't think assist stats is, should be discontinued is because it does show good creators. But just because you've done an assist doesn't make you a playmaker. Or just because you've got, like, 10 assists for a season doesn't make you a high playmaker. And, and also, what I just remembered, another metric that I hate even more than assists <laughs> is goal contribution. I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that. I hate, I hate when it's used for strikers. It's just used to make the stats look a bit more LD. Yeah, yeah she is. Look, you don't mind that again. You don't mind it for a t- a playmakers, attack midfielders, etc. But number 10s, uh, you can kind of get away with nah, it. Number, no, number 10s and, and wingers, that's all right. But if you're a striker, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's like a BBL yeah, for a striker. You're trying to give a man an extra bit of curve and body curve. Like, you know, it ain't lit like that. You get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, 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 yeah I'm with Daniel on that. Man doing goal contributions. Oh, he got 30 goal contributions in 30 games. What if there's 12 goals? What's that about? That's, this is what I'm saying. What they want to do is they want to get as close to one like contribution in one game as possible. Yeah. Like you'll never see it done for like Messi. You'll never see, oh, Messi's got this much in that many games. I saw someone tweet the other day that Torres was okay at Chelsea because if you looked at it, got 40 goal contributions in 80 games or some shit like that. That's shit. Bro, we well, hey, that's what I'm saying. Number one, that's shit. For a striker, that, that is terrible. Bro, <laughs> stink out the shit in the yeah, fucking yeah. chills. I don't want to hear that crap. Can't even get one and two yeah. with goal contributions. Yeah, that's scary, bro. Man, man can't get the likes with the BBL. That's nuts. Yikes. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna try and guess to see what Sebi's favorite statistic is, or, or or the one that he hates the most. I'm gonna go with uh, the one that he hates the most is uh, the the non penalty goals. <laughs> no, no, that, that was that was that was alright. That was cute. Um, but um, no, do you know what? Similar to kind of like the assist thing because. You get players like Ozil when they're playing at Madrid and playing Ronaldo <laughs> that will just pass it from the halfway line. Ronaldo will just take a shot from 40 yards and that's an assist. Mm. So, like, for me, I kind of, like... You know what? I, I pretty much hate every single stat. But the one, like... Shot. I think I, I think the one that I hate the most, yeah, is um, the conversion rate one because Martial takes no shots a game. <laughs> you, take, you shoot once and then now it's, like, 9.60s on the high conversions. I ain't got time for that, bruv. Like, because you're not taking no shots, you're not taking no risks. That's why your conversion rate is 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 so high. You're in the you're in the top of conversions, like We've in the league. Conversion ones. We need like a minimum of a hundred shots or something like that. Exactly. You know them. You know them caveats. One hundred percent. So uh, to be fair, yeah, I don't really like any stats because I just like things to. I, I like everything to provide context. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think stats provide any context like at all. Like, and people just. Well, people just misuse the stats, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, I'm not really a fan of... Do you think so, though? Because I feel like... I feel like, generally speaking, the better the the player you are, the more impressive your stats are. I think that... No, I I think think the issue is... I think the issue is when you start... When it gets to comparisons. 
and that's what the issue is because there's context is taken yeah. out of the situation. Obviously, if you're a top player, like let's say um, who's a top player like Hazard, he's gonna show up in quite a lot of the stats. So I'm looking at take on percentage. He's gonna be one of the highest. Total dribbles gonna be one of the highest. Um, chance, yeah, yeah, yeah created. My, <laughs> uh, can't can't really talk on that one too much. You get me? <laughs> but um, like just good players tend to have in terms of their position and what their role requires tend to have very good stats apart from um, Robert Furlow who doesn't seem to be able to score or um, convert chances even though he's a striker but that's neither here nor there the issue is that when it starts to compare so for example this week I've seen obviously like there's no prem so there's a lot of nostalgia bare throwback games on TV and on the internet and loads of throwback type of debates we're seeing Yaya versus Scholes versus Lampard versus Gerrard comparisons all, all of them world class players to me Yaya's head and shoulders above the rest but people when I'm seeing the debates bear in mind these are all play centre mid mm. and I think all four of them have had stints where they've played as an advanced midfielder where they're able to get whether it be an out and out number 10 like Gerard and Skulls definitely played like Gerard played off, off Torres and Skulls played off Van Nistelrooy Lampard didn't really Lampard and Yaya didn't really get that as much you know Yaya played a lot of number 10 but Lampard probably not as much as the other lot but he probably scored more than all of them shout out him like, a lot of the debates weren't like, okay, cool, you're centre mid, so we're not talking about controlling the game, controlling the tempo, we're not talking about passing range, we're not talking about consistency, we're not talking about retrieving a ball, playing under pressure, like, clutch performances. Oh, but Lampard, 20, 27 goal contributions compared to your early... Did, what? what? Yeah. They're playing centre mid. They're actually playing central yeah. midfield. So, like, where's yeah. the context? Like, like... Where where are we assessing the attributes against each other? So that's that's the issue when it comes to the stats thing for me. And similar to what Sebi said, just the, the void of context. So it enables people who weren't watching ball at the time, who don't have the uh, the capacity to actually evaluate games properly and analyse games, because watching it and listening to Match of the Day, whatever the streets tell them, to have an opinion and be strong in their opinion, which is, to me is nuts. Yeah. That's why people are disregarding Drogba for no reason and shit like that. No, no, hey, 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 I watched that, you you blamed Malaria you, you, for a whole season of his performances. Nah, nah, nah. Hold on, hold on. Hold <laughs> Malaria lost three days, bro. But go on. Nah, 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 relax, relax. <laughs> because again, you, you've just been a bit of a hypocrite. And you, you've kind of fucked yourself still. How I look at things, yeah? Certain situations, certain people, certain, certain men when they play ball, I think it's very, very poor to just look at stats in isolation. If you looked at Drogba, again, back in the day, You'd see that he was a lot more than goals. However, he as a striker, five goals you are judged four as times. a striker, you no 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 as a striker, you are judged on your goal counts. Yeah. And regardless of the circumstances, you shouldn't be hitting five goals a season. That's we can't excuse that. How many times have you done that? How many times have you done that? How many times have you done that? Like you've just said, but like yeah. you've just said, like you've just said, you can't just judge it based on stats without looking. You need to look at everything else. You just right. look at everything in, in context. So, so it, Context. What's what's the context for Drogba? So let me do it. Context. Yeah. What flick on? Four occasions that Drogba scored less than ten goals in a league season for Chelsea. What was the uh, reason for that? He made he made the game. He made the game. I don't appreciate, but let me do it. 
Like, a lot of people go back and say, oh, Drogba scored 10 goals this season, five goals this season. There's seasons, and I'm not sure which ones, but there's been seasons where Drogba's been heavily rotated with Crespo, for instance. There was one season where Drogba got 10, but he played, like, 19 games or whatever, like, or, or whatever. So, like, again, that, that, that's one. Again, context. You're talking about penalties. Um, when, you, when you look at his contemporaries, Thierry was taking penalties. Ruud Nissel was taking penalties. Lampard took all the penalties. Again, context. So, yeah, when you kind of... When it, in the stark light of the stats, yeah, it looks really bad. It, like, from his whole career, it looks really bad. And look, I was never a big fan of Drogba through his whole time there. But, again, that's what I'm saying. If you just go back and look at the stats, it looks a lot worse a lot of the times than it, it can be. Okay, I'm going to read you off Drogba's numbers here, yeah? Because, because, because yeah. man, 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 I've come to, no, no, to try to try. Before you do that, before you do, no, no, hold on, before you do that. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Right now, no, 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 acknowledge right now you're going to be a hypocrite. I'm gonna be a hypocrite because you're. This, this, this okay. is this, this, this is why you're silly because you're saying I'm a hypocrite because I'm adding context. I don't think Joe was a great player anyway. So I said, context. Look at the games as well as the stats. I'm not at the games. I don't think he's that good either. That's crazy. So so how's the hypocrisy, sir? How's the hypocrisy? He's not that good. <laughs> what? He's a black. He's a black. He's a black Kevin Oland. Okay. <laughs> okay. Couple bangers here and there. I respect it. I respect it. Let's ask the question then. Okay. Everyone in here, who thought Joe was a great player? I thought I thought I thought Jogba was a good, I thought he was a good player. It was a handful. Like, <laughs> I'm, blinded. I'm blinded because of the damage that he's and you know, I, I, the 157 goals he scored for Chelsea, about a hundred of them were against Arsenal, innit? <laughs> no, no. Drogba, yeah, Drogba will be like 0 for 70 at the beginning of the season. And then Arsenal will come up here on a Super Sunday. And before you know it, Drogba's five for eight. And you're thinking, what's going on here? Fab. Every, whoever it was, if it was Colo, Senderos. About, about Drogba, you know. Still in therapy to this day. <laughs> no. Nah, nah, Drogba hates. Subsidizing all his therapy costs. Nah, Wenger, Wenger, Wenger did something to him. Wenger did something to him. Wenger. I heard, I heard, I heard it was. What? Like, obviously, they were looking for a Thierry on retype, but apparently they couldn't. They looked at Drogba. They didn't think he had the technical ability, so that kind of that kind of stuck with him. And to be fair, to be fair, he's right. He does not. He has a technical ability similar to Tammy Abraham, but I don't have a hit or there. Let me read his stats here. Okay, so sixteen for forty-one, sixteen for forty-one, thirty-three for sixty. Okay, above one and two. Well done. Fifteen for thirty-two. Almost one and two. Well done. Fourteen for forty-two. Okay, 37 44, top, top level. That was the main season. We were 29 and 32 in the league. Just at, and that's without pens, so that's just a different level. Um, then 13 and 46, 13 and 35. He went to China, went to Turkey, came back. He got a young, he got a young seven and forty. Didn't even, didn't even clap out in Turkey. You know? Yeah. Then he, then he went, then like, he, like then, Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. Then he went to um, MLS. Then he went to play um, college um, semi-pro football in America. <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I swear he even formed his own team so he could start. <laughs> what you say, drug by rising stars, yeah? I say no more. <laughs> but no, no, but jokes aside, um, see, I can't come and slander Drogba then slander and then not slander Firmino. If like stats also should look at your job description. Obviously Drogba was able to impact the game without scoring as well. That's what made Drogba a very good footballer. But he was still a striker and he was not hitting par numbers for very good clubs. So that, in my opinion, and his all-round gameplay wasn't that sick to me. He was a great hold-up player. He can link pretty well. He'll cause your handful, but to me, he ain't, he ain't no Ram Persie or Suarez or Aguero. Like, he's not anywhere near that ilk for me. You know what? Context-wise, Drogba grew. I think Drogba, um, when, I, when he first came, horrible. 
Like, I'm talking about on the ball, all that type of stuff. Just absolutely horrible. But towards the end, like, technically... He's, I, he, think... I can't lie, he did some mad stuff, though. He did some mad yeah. techie goals, bro. Some of the, like, he scored yeah. a goal against Barcelona when he pinned Puyol in the Manting. Yeah. He scored a couple of man goals against Everton, against I, Liverpool. He's done some mad stuff. Mad free I, kicks. I'm, 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 quickly, I'm of the type that I don't believe that players really improve technically that much. I feel like what you get from, like, 18, that's what you're going to get. But Drogba's the only anom- anomaly where I've seen that. Actually. Nah, bro, nah. Man, Drogba had tech at Marseille, man. Uh, is, 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 is this where FA's going to pretend what? that in 2003-2004 you know he was watching uh, Marseille? Do you know what it was? All right, all right. So let's put it like this. Remember, who was it? Agbon Lahore, yeah? I mean, this is, a off, this is a random one, but Agbon Lahore, when he first touched the Prem, he was just rapid, lightning mm. lightning quick, yeah? And he was doing damage, like a little bit of damage for his level, I guess, at Villa. But then he put on size because he wanted to be stronger and better for himself. With Drogba, I think that he wanted to, he tried to acclimatize to the league, but didn't know how. He was getting roughed up and he wasn't used to it. Once he got acclimatized and better, I think his technical ability just started to show. Yeah, I think it's, it's confidence. It's huh? I think maybe it's yeah, confidence. And also, confidence. And also, no, I do think you can improve technically. I don't think it's major improvements. Like you're not going to go from like Origi to Firmino technical ability, but you can make some improvements. But I also think it maybe it's a confidence level, and then you start to get more confident. You're striking a ball how you actually meant to strike it, how you've been striking it in training instead of getting a brain freeze and miss hitting it. I think maybe it's just a confidence thing because then we've seen it in the reverse. We've seen like man like Torre, like Sanchez has come to United and he just looks like yeah, he just looks like a butcher, bruv. Like it's just all nuts. Yeah, that's fair. Do you think there's... Is there a player, yeah, that you just look at their stats and you think, fucking hell, they must be amazing. Like, just looking at their stats, but then you look at them as a player, like, just by general eye test, and you think the two just can't match up. Is there, like, a statistics dream footballer kind of thing? Rom, when it comes to goals, yeah, Rom, especially, like, in Italy, he was... was, was, Well, he was about to... He was about to clap Italy anyway. Um, he's somebody that you can look at, and obviously at Everton, West Brom, whatever. He's somebody you can look at stats, and you're like, oh yeah, Belgium yeah, this guy's a baller. Yeah, Bel- oh yes, especially Belgium, especially Belgium. Somebody who look like, oh yeah, this guy's an absolute baller. But when you see him, yeah, and you see, and then you actually break down his stats, yeah, properly, you'll see man will go on long stints without scoring, then score two, two, two. Do you know what I mean against like some any sides, and then. Go long stints again and again. He'll score like another two, another two, another two, and that's how he literally like uh, gathers his stats and stuff like that. So Rom is definitely one of the players that um, you can look at the stats and you'll think, yeah, he's a, he's a baller. But when you actually look at him, it's actually terrible. Mm, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of who. Who? Well, I look. At I them. think it would mainly be strikers, isn't it? Because yeah. I think when. It, when with those kind of things, you'd you'd look at like. Hey, a, a, a hey, number, hey! Number I, I got one. Maybe. I got one. I know who you would say. Go on. I uh, I know you'll say McTominay because he's high in the um. So when it comes to one on one one v one duels, he's actually the highest or probably up there. Um, I wouldn't say him because I can't lie. He's actually quite sick of that. He's quite good at yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like that stat is sick. Like as in he 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 definitely de- never loses jaws and stuff like that. He's proper on him. But when you actually watch him, it, his other stuff kind of crowd out. Do you know what I mean? He's good stats. Yeah. So what I was gonna say another one is um, Mustafi. I was just about to say that Mustafi. Yeah. Because when you lot are posting the stats, yeah. The roof and all the metrics. No, when you lot are posting the stats, yeah. 
I was getting kind of gassed, but because the only reason, the only thing that saves you from a staffy thing, yeah, is one, I'm, I saw Pogba make him do the splits in the Euros, and two, because you lot tried to say he was better than David Luiz, I was like, okay, stay calm. So because I was yeah, a David yeah. Luiz fan, and also if it if it's an Arsenal beef and it's Ife versus the Arsenal man, although I hate both my enemies on the back Ife in it, so I dropped to the, that wave, and thank God it paid dividends because that Mustafi brother paid what is dividends, Mr. No. Louise over Mustafi. Right now. Okay, and right Mustafi now. No, we're, we're talking, bro. Do you have you seen what Mustafi's been doing, bro? Mustafi's the first person I've seen to give away a penalty from a corner by slide tackling. Who does that? Oh, yeah. The balls in the air, man. Did a slide tackle? What? I can't. I can't. I can't even defend Mustafi in it. But if if Louise is 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 yeah, but, know, but this is uh, but this is Louise, age thirty seven, just on the binge, bro. Like man's just getting yapped for the games. Louise is thirty two, you know. You know Louise is 32, bro. Hey, that, hey that's an old 32, bro. Salute, all I want you to do right now is just concede. And all's forgiven, brother. All's forgiven. Just concede yeah, that. I'll, I'll concede that Louise thought, is a better player than Mustafi. But... No, no, no. Concede this. This is the following. I got the fact that Muslami, who is 30, who was five years younger than David Louise, was a significantly worse deal than buying David Louise back. I also concede that David Louise is a significantly better defender than Muslamic. Boy, Ooh, I think sorry. significantly is, is up for grabs. Lewis, 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 David Louise, yeah. The listeners... Significantly seems a bit, a bit, a bit high, do you know what I mean? The listeners have, uh, seen, the listeners have seen Money Heist, yeah. Listeners have seen Money Heist, yeah. See the professor, yeah. That's what David Louise was doing for them 5-1 defeats back-to-back against Bayern. He was organising an absolute... He was at fault for like eight of the ten goals. Who was? I mean, Mustafi. He was a professor <laughs> in the heist, bro. He was at fault for eight out of ten goals. Fam, nah, come on. Eight out of ten catch. Yeah, yeah, trust you me. Know what the worst with Mustafi is, even to this day, I'm looking at the stats for to this day, and this for this day, when I kind of try to do the little search... He still and, turns up, innit? He still turns up. Yeah, like, he's jumping out, but... That's I don't even But I said it from the beginning, before he joined Arsenal, I said, look, his stats look crazy because he is always active he's always putting himself about and he's always lunging into challenges always gonna he's always gonna be high in the attempts and the, the challenges just by virtue of numbers that he's actually doing always do gonna not, be there do you know what I've, do you know what I've any read? statistics I, I hate is any kind of defensive statistics because it's literally all situation dependent but so, here's, here's what i learned i looked at because obviously van dyke is like the prototype right now and um, van dyke is low on tackles Mm. And that's because, well, maybe it's because he's running away from attackers. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, turn that shit out, Quake. <laughs> but, but generally, <laughs> if, if you're a good defender, you, you shouldn't always be going to ground. And so, well, like, Maldini. Yeah, exactly. And so, I think where it is is that. Hey, tell Maldini to come say that shit in the Prem, fam. <laughs> it's easy all we're good that against Flipper and Zagi and them man there. Come and say yeah. that against Rashford and, get, and Mane, bro. Like Craig Bellamy and them. Exactly. Hey, let's well, come, well, come chat to Mane and them. Let's see if you stay on your feet, huh? But what I'm saying is we're not I don't think we're good at um knowing how to pass through defensive stats at this point. I think Same. it'll come, it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. But at this point, the fact that Mustafi's still flashing up, that's when we know we're not we're not there yet. Another good example is that we had this debate in our group chat um where I think I think to be fair to him, I think Meads was trying to use these stats initially to show that Jorginho isn't as bad of a defender as people claim, which I agree. I actually think he's actually pretty competent and it's very good at reading situations. Like, I think as a player, what the flack is in England is just absurd to me personally. I think he's a very good footballer. But if you look at some of Jorginho's um, 
statistics, they may come across as better than um, Ndidi for Leicester. But if you're talking about who is a better defensive player in the midfield position, it's night and day. Ndidi's a monster. Whereas, like, yeah. for, for example, like, in, like if you're a midfielder, if I was a midfielder, let's say I'm a midfielder that likes to carry the ball and make the game, I'd rather play against Jorginho than Ndidi because I know that Jorginho, I can run past him if I want to. Like, he's got the frame of a teenage girl. Whereas Ndidi... He might be clamping me left, right, and he's got the athletic ability to get up and down the side to side of the pitch as well as read the game as well as Jorginho. So it's very, very, it's very difficult to to um to assess defensive stats because defending is so contextual. Before you go, Daniel, for example, like let's say um I'm a I'm a defensive midfielder or I'm a defender and there's a transition attack, and I situate my body in a way that not only do I delay your I, I'm delaying delaying the game to enable some of my teammates to get back. But I put my body in a position where you're now having to make a choice. Do I try go by myself or do I make the pass? And the way I position myself kind of makes you kind of do neither and then you mess up. That don't come up on no stat sheet, but that's excellent defending. Yeah. So a lot of the defending yeah. stuff doesn't actually that's have um, action. That's, that's a prime example of Van Dyke's defending. Hey, let's, 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 let's use Rio or Terry. We don't want to use that man there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh, come, come. Let's say Tezza, innit? Yeah. <laughs> My only now my point to that is, um, and this is like more towards the Jorginho conversation in terms of if Jorginho is leading either the Premier League or, or like you can say it's contextual to the team, but if you're leading the stats, that means you're getting you're, you're still doing that. You're still making all of those tackles. You're still making all of those interceptions. Do you know what I mean? So if someone say if someone's using that to justify actually Jorginho is good defensively, then yeah, he is good defensively. It's like. If Aguero's leading the goal chart... Yeah, I agree. I agree. No one's going to say, oh, it's context for he's at City and he's got all of these chances. You know I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Remember, yeah, just on, on that Jorginho note, remember when <laughs> team sussed out Jorginho and pammed him to dust? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that was, hey that was a hot, that's a hot, like... We could a, a month and a half yeah, year where Jorginho was getting Jorginho was getting pammed. Do you know what it is? It's funny because I remember after that, someone put, I can't remember, I think it was Everton again, they put a man on for Fernandinho and then they pammed him as well. Like yeah. any, any like defensive midfield like builder, if you put a man on them, it's going to be difficult. I mean, like I remember when. 16 twice, bro. Yeah, and what even the United game, I remember Herrera on Hazard. Like when you put one person on a guy, it's gonna be difficult for them to do their job. It's not necessarily like let me kill Jorginho because he can't operate with a man standing right next to him. To be fair, Watford did that to um Fred and I can't lie, they're right still. Like they 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 pam Fred into smith they pam Fred into smithereens. So yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah. it just depends on the player. Mm. What what do you guys think of um you know me, I'm a, you know I'm a big fan of you know the old XG and all that. But uh, what, what's your guys' thoughts on um, expected goals? Uh, like the more, um, let's say the more modern day stat. I, I hate them X X X stats, man. So porn, porn stats. I don't them X X. <laughs> what do you say, whatever. porn stats? I, I, porn, yeah, I hate those stats, man. I literally hate all them. X I love them, man. I think they provide so much game context. Then. Ooh then your normal stat sheet will. But there will be like, how can you say that somebody's expected goals is 4.2? Like, yeah. like it's not FIFA for that. Because it's based mean? on historical um, chance, um, uh, based on historical chances and the conversion of that chance. Based, yeah, based on thousands that, and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. No, and I, I get it. I honestly get it. But then if he now score, if the team now score one the next game, what then? What do you mean? 
like, okay, the expected goals was 4.2, and then going into the next game, expected goals was 4.2, and they score one. Like, it just means it means that, that they were poor finishers on the day, isn't it? Yeah, I remember my expected grades, and they 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 thought that I was going to do a lot better than when I actually done in it. Like sometimes them expected like, no, no, the expected thing is just not with me in it, but yeah. I think it's supposed to level out over the end of this, over the course of the season, isn't it? So the, the idea is, is if you could, if you keep creating four point two every week, is more likely than not that across those weeks you're actually going to start scoring three four goals a game. You you won't get a game. You you'll get far less games where you score one yeah. as opposed to three or four because that is the nature of probabilities and averages and stuff like yeah. that. And Seb, do you know when you were talking about Lukaku and how like he looks fake because he scores in clumps? That expected goals. I think that kind of caters for that shit. Yeah, and I, I, oh, I, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It does, it does. It does. It all, just, it's just for me. I just don't really like it, but yeah, yeah. I get it. I understand it. I understand why it's there. Sebi Sunas, you know. For the next generation. Yeah, um, one, um, one, um, I think somebody posted about an XG table where it looked like at all these strikers, and obviously expected goal shows how much goals you expect to score. So you can you now you can then use that to infer how good of a finisher or a goal scorer somebody is. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're um outdoing or superseding your expected goals that shows that okay even if you get something that's not really a chance like you can tuck it and if you're severely underneath your expected goals that shows that you have some severe finishing issues and yeah. i think so i saw exactly and i think i saw something like for me it was like like one of the worst in the prem that, and that matches your eye test and right? so yeah because yeah because you just see for me i think man hasn't scored a goal at anfield for like a year or something crazy along those lines mm-hmm. and you know and it's not like liverpool don't create chances because all the man even robert robertson and their man are scoring goals yeah so yeah. Um, fam that that stat went under the radar so much yeah and obviously my boy marshall is like near the top of that still you know me where the XG stuff starts getting really complicated is where you they start calculating like the, the amount of goals you were involved in but didn't provide the assist or you know or didn't provide like a key pass or anything. You were literally just involved in the move. I like that though, and the reason why I like you it like that for playmaker I, for playmakers. You know what? Well, just the reason why I don't like it is because of this goal contribution thing that people use to, as like value metrics to try and make their players look better. It's like the idea. That the goal contribution, you should only get goal contribution stats if you made an assist or made the goal, when actually it might have been the third person back or the fourth person back that have done it. But if you, and every single goal you include everybody involved, that's more fairer. Like, you'll, you'll never know who the key person is, but if you actually just take the debate of everyone, every single time you're involved in the goal. Ah, uh, okay. Like, yeah. So I, I like that more than I like goal contribution. But mm-hmm. with, all, with all of the XG stuff, is I, because I don't understand how it works completely behind the hood. That's why I don't trust it. Mm. I don't know how, how you it, how you how you it varies on model. It varies exactly. on model. So and, and I, it's a lot of it is subjective as well. And a lot of the basic models don't take into con- account a lot of things. But your more intricate models take into account blockers and all of that sort of things. So, um, but I, I, I like constants. So that's why when I I always use games to starts. I always use league. I never try to compare on Champions League. I just try and keep as many things constant as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a data set. At least I know I'm not trying to kind of finagle it to make a player look better. I'm not doing this. I'm just trying to use constants. Use yeah. the same, like goals to starts, league, etc., etc. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Daniel. Uh, league is because obviously you're playing 
the same teams more often same, than not. Yeah. Same same amount of game, and there's a longer data set, so you can see a better trend. Like for example, you can yeah. get players that hit hot streaks in Champions League. I think the same guy, Firmino, had one Champions League where he scored like ten goals. Obviously, which is a phenomenal achievement, yeah. but that doesn't mean that exactly. if you just, if you just look at that in isolation, that will make you feel like he's a proper shooter, but really, he's not. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah, and, um, and then a Champions League player to Europa player. And then one's getting loads of goals in the Europa, one's getting not as many in the Champions League. It's just because obviously different levels. So like mm. that's why I always try to keep the constants in terms of like I think league is the best to, to compare one. Yeah, I agree with that skill. Yeah. Is um before we move on to the next topic, is there like a um a statistic that you guys would like to see incorporated more in the game? Or like some something that you've even maybe got an idea of that you would like um, to be kind of like created or invented and, and, and utilised in the football world? My thing is, I call it GSI, um, trademark, game scored it. <laughs> mm. And that's like what Sevi was talking about in terms of there's certain players like Lukaku and even with Tam, like Chelsea, Tammy Abraham, like I, I noticed that actually he doesn't score as consistently as other players. Whereas and Mane, do you know, I look at Mane's stats, his historical stats, this guy's been scoring loads of goals forever. I know that. Like, I think it didn't get flagged up because it was in Austria and then in Germany. But he scores in a lot of games. So like, I think, I think for me, when I'm trying to find goal threat, um, and I'm trying to part, look for goal scorers, number one thing I look at is game scored in. I take away penalties because I got I got burned um, this <laughs> season with Pepe. Like I, I was looking for a goal scorer, and obviously Pepe was scoring mad amount of penalties. Like, no, to be to be well, fair, to be this fair, Daniel. This season's getting voided anyway, so don't matter. This to, to, be, to be to be fair, Daniel, you did flag when we will I'll shoot some yeah. bell. You did flag that when you were talking about Pepe. Cause I remember asking about Pepe and Sancho. You said, "Yeah, Pepe doesn't get the goals." However, when I adjust for penalties, it doesn't become yeah. as impressive. So yeah. uh, I, have to hold it down. I have to hold it down for my G still. But I flagged it too late. By that time, <laughs> Pepe was attached to me. You, know, you, know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you already had a stock. You already had a stock, cause. Yeah, 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 and I tried to distance myself, but it, it was too late. Oh, That's why, if it was readily available, I think non Because I remember when Hazard came through, Hazard, like again, uh, I, I guess like Pepe is almost a new Hazard because both of them was at Lille, and both of them scored had high uh, goals that year. But half the goals literally was their penalties. And if you think about Yaya as well, everyone's talking about Yaya's twenty goal season, Lampard's twenty goal season. A lot, of, half of them were penalties. So like. Mm. When it comes down to it, that's not real in terms of assessing goal threat. So I would want game scored in, and I would want goals without penalties. I also, I also, um, do they? I would like, yeah, some type of stats for the player that wins the penalty as well. Ah, uh, you're <laughs> sick. You're you know, sick. If the player's winning the penalty, come on, come on, come on. If my boss won, go on that, and then. Like this player's trying to, you know, like stop my boy from having an advantage in that man. Come on, man, we need to, we need to notify that. that well, 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 what protect the creators, yeah? Yeah, man, we gotta protect the creators, bro. We gotta notify that down somewhere, but, but, bro. But, but, but some pe- doesn't that go down down as an assist sometimes? Yeah. yeah. No, what's funny about that though? What's funny about that is very rare. That it's very rare unless you're like the Messi's and the, the super dribblers, yeah. Do you go through and go and actually win the penalties? There's not that many situations that happen. Like mm. I've, I've looked across um, it's, it's Hazard's a young, as well. The young kid in Manchester. I've, I've looked across like for, for context for Hazard, yeah, because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Hazard win penalties, but he didn't really win that many, you know, at yeah. Chelsea. 
Do you, know, do you know who's one bad penalty? Zaha. Manchester that gets a bit of stack, uh, a bit of stick in that year, this season and that. Apparently, he won um, <laughs> but one of his plays. So, that's, that's that? How many? Rashford. A young kid, but one. Um, he won, uh, yeah, he won. He won one against Chelsea. He won one against Spurs. He must win the most penalties in the world right now. Yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah. But I, 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 over time, it's Sterling and Zaha. They win bare. Sterling and Zaha win bare. Sterling's a bit of a con artist, but we have to respect it. Um, in terms of the stats, I like to see. Um, I quite like Daniel's one. That's actually a sick one. In terms, because I um I tend to look at midfielders a lot more. Um, I like to see because we see a lot of pass accuracy. We see a lot of um. Um, key passes, all that. That's all cute. I want to see a stat that um, evaluates how many players you've taken out of the game in the past. So it's yes. all well and good you doing a sixty-yard pass from left back to right back. Shout out Tony Cruz. Everybody is still in play. Everybody's still in play. So nobody's been shifted out of position. But you get certain passes. Yeah. Like I remember, like George, like Georginia could do a few. Um, David Luiz is a, a G from defense yeah. of doing it. Obviously. Obviously, my guys Pogba and Kevin Abrena passes where yeah. you could say, okay, cool, this pass, yeah, these passes, breaking line passes, yeah. What what is that stat called? Breaking no. line passes. There is a stat. There is a stat for that. How many players? How many players does a pass take? Is a German stat. These Germans are different, cause. Um, that's, that's why Bayern Munich are getting all these players. Fam, like, Ozil was like the top of that stat. Yeah, I could see that, and it oh, makes that, and, and it makes sense, Daniel, because these German their data is beneficial, bruv. Like their man have done five right. billion corona tests. And you're thinking, right? There's only thirty million yeah. people in your country. <laughs> yeah, we tested them about them five times. <laughs> like, talk about English players before the English clubs do. Like, fam, <laughs> packing. It's called packing. No, they need to change that to the, to the nomic stat. The nomic <laughs> yeah, stat is better. It's packing. It's um, it's like how many players um is taken out by a pass. I think. Yeah, that that that's that's something that I would like to see develop and like to see more mainstream because, like you lot know from our podcast, the listeners may know or for the group chat random how much I argue about passes. That yeah, it's all well and good having a high pass accuracy, but how difficult are the passes that you're uh, are you attempting? What what damage are the passes that your player are doing? So the likes of, um, David Silva. Before he fell off, um, Kevin De Bruyne, Coutinho, Ozil, Pogba, Payet—these players who, are, who the passes that they play have either completely disorganized the defense, created a chance, or just messed up, changed the flow of the game. Those passes, I feel like, should have certain weight in, and then maybe we'll see more effective stats in evaluating the likes of the players like Jorginho and Busquets and Rodri. And these players, or Carzola back in the days, these players who play maybe in midfield or deeper, they're not who are actually yeah. playmakers, but we can't say they get assists because they're playing in the middle third and in front of the back four. So they ain't going to get 15 assists like a, a Leroy Sane might get. But then you could say, okay, cool, look at the packing stat and how many players are yeah. taken out of game in a year compared to, let's say, a, a box to box midfielder. And that will be able to give the variance and understanding. So that's a stat I'd like to see much more. I was going to say, I was right. They need, they need help. They need a lot of help because. When Modric was in this company, Fam. I mean, in this country, a lot, a lot of people saying, what does he do? There's a lot of like players, there's a lot of what does he do? And that's only because there's no key metric as, like associated with that position that is highlighting their work. Yeah. There's um there's a website that calculates, it's called Impact. And um, I beg you they, put that on the group, please. 
They do, uh, yeah, uh, they do. I don't know if you can get these stats readily available, though. I'm just reading it in an article, mm. but the, the, the website is called Impact. They're like Opta, basically, and um, it is to do with dribbling as well. So they calculate how many players that you dribble dribble past. So that's yeah. also including that's packing. That's sick, that's sick. Um, and it says, like, teams who have an average, who average a higher packing rate than their opponents in the game are expected to win between 30 and 40% of the time. If you specifically look at defenders bypassed, the likelihood of victory jumps to 60%. Mm. So That makes sense. Yeah. You're causing the teams who take out the most defenders win football games, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's kind of common sense. But yeah, measuring it is a, is a different thing. All right, cool. Um, any any other ideas before we, we, we move on? Meads? Just before, I, I want to talk about in terms of the young players. Like, I think... In this age, because now we're so entrenched in stats, my whole kind of thing is that I'm trying to push is that I feel like if you you shouldn't really be judging, especially attackers, you shouldn't be judging them about saying or setting expectations about how many goals or assists they should get until they've had at least a, a season of football. Because I think I feel like I remember when Aguero went to um, to Atletico Madrid from Argentina. Now he, obviously he was already a six star. It was it was amazing. But I think in his first season there. He started 25 games, played 38 games, scored six goals. If he did that today, he would have got killed. Do you think killed. that? Or do you know that? But no, I know what. What do you mean? <laughs> no, you know when people say, oh, "I think, I think, I think," but oh, you actually noticed that. <laughs> well, thanks for stopping the momentum. Still, um, now when you look to Yao Felix, obviously he went from Benfica to, um, and obviously I know me and Lewis have got a kind of a discussion about whether it's a good or bad move. I agree, it was a bad move. However, you kind of have to allow for, like, especially if you've had a big move or, like, it's your first season, you've got to allow, especially for teenagers, you've got to allow them to sell. When you look at, like, historically, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, they didn't, they wasn't scoring the goals they're scoring now or in their peak in their first seasons or after a move. So that's, that's one thing I like to push. And then another thing I like to talk about is I find it difficult. When people ask me, who do you think's better, Hazard or... Um, Salah, that's almost like a eye test versus a, a stats thing. Mm, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know, especially with especially with goals. Like for me, in all of my kind of metrics that I set, all of my kind of um, things that I set, everything points to, to Salah being the better player, especially when he was in his 30 goal season or whatever, because he's doing he's having the most impact, kind of. But I, I don't know. Those are the two kind of things that I kind of wanted to bring to the table. Uh, yeah. Um, any, lads, any other points before we um, move on to the next debate? No? Sorry? The Home Depot has holiday savings of up to 40% on select appliances, like a Whirlpool four-door French door refrigerator for just fifteen ninety-eight. It's perfect for a busy kitchen full of helping hands. That's where its fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish really shines. Order online and get free delivery. Holiday appliance shopping improved. Up to 40% off select appliances. Now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Continental US only. Wasp last last. Valid through December 2nd. Free delivery on orders $396 or more. No? Cool. All right. So the next um, conversation we're going to have is about um, how we uh, judge how high a uh, young player's potential is or how high their ceiling is or how do we come to that conclusion and it like it struck me actually yesterday because i've just got into snowfall snowfall excellent tv show i don't know if you guys <laughs> have watched it you know you, it might not be something you lot are into do you know what i mean I, uh, 
someone as cultured as me is uh, you know, <laughs> normally on the ball with these things. But um, yeah, so I started watching Snowfall and we had a debate in one of my group chats and someone um, said in the group chat, oh, he thinks Damson Idris, who he's the guy who plays Franklin, the main character, is like a young Denzel. And a lot, he got a lot of backlash in the group chat because it was like, how can you say that, you know, Denzel is elite, he's done X, Y, Z. And I realised that debate can be trans, like, tr transferred to football. Because we he, see that all the time, right? right? Sorry? He is, by the way. A young Denzel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. He obviously doesn't have the body of work of Denzel, but... but then, work is... It's work as elite. I, I think he's a top. But anyway, continue. Especially. Yeah, so, like, uh, it, it just led me to a, a, a thought of, like, wow, d these these debates can be transferred to not just football, but in other walks of life. And I was just kind of trying to work out, okay, so what made my friend say he has the potential to be Denzel? Like, how was he, how was he working that out in his head? And I guess the same thing can be said to football. Like, when we talk about Mbappe, like, we can be the next Thierry Henry or, you know, whoever we talk about. Um, in terms of young footballers, how do we assess how good they're actually going to be without seeing much body of work? Um, Dan, you're you're particularly hot on you know young players yeah. in football. So where do you go and how do you assess on how how good a player is going to be from maybe only seeing them a few times? It's actually recently changed. So like especially with Hudson, Sancho, there's obviously hmm. a new crop. Hmm. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> I've been looking at like so obviously like I've seen different gen at this point now I've seen different generations come through I saw Ronaldo Charisma come through and there's always these debates like at the beginning who's going to be better so it's it been interesting to see and I, I, I remember the Ronaldo Charisma thing because Charisma came through first and Charisma because he's more, a lot more audacious a lot of people kind of sided with him but then when you looked at Cristiano Ronaldo he was faster He um, you could play him across the front three he could use both of his feet. Um, he was good at heading. And he just looked like... So that was my kind of analysis. Like he just looked like the, the better player in terms of going further in the game. But what I've actually designed now is a way to kind of be impartial. Um, and I, I've kind of looked at the best players now and like in the, in the previous 10 years. And I've seen what they, they've had. And it looks like Messi's kind of set the standard because Messi and Neymar, I would say... They've been like, like you should kind of said earlier, he's good at so many different things. Dribbling, he's elite at. Not just good, dribbling, he's elite at. Playmaking, he's elite at. Not just good, elite at. Goal scoring, especially for attackers, he's elite at. So now when I look at a young player, I'm looking at, are you elite at those three things? So uh, bringing it back to Sancho versus Hudson, I look at Sancho and I've been kind of, I've, I've, I've been in the, I've been doing the deep dives. You've been Sancho, yeah, I'm lurking. I'm lurking in it. <laughs> but actually, when you look at it, Sancho and Mbappe, I'd say those three, but those two, they have the three in terms of. Oh, I, can't, oh, I can't say anything. Oh, I can't. Okay, say, oh, I'm not. okay go continue, 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 continue. I think Sancho's underrated. I think he's a really good finisher. Um, um, again, playmaking. Like, he makes the right decisions. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, he's a string puller completely. He's not a complete kind of maestro. But, again, in terms of that final ball, like, he's amazing. And then dribbling, um, I think, relaying it back to the stats conversation, because we had 10 years of Opta stats, I was able to reverse engineer what makes a great dribbler. And Jeez, this is hey, groundbreaking. No, no, that, <laughs> hey, Daniel's a, Daniel's a sick guy, you know. 
Daniel was a sick guy. Hey, this is the content we need in this corona time. This is the content we need, bro. Hey, go give it to us. But this is actually sick, you know. So, so we were talking about before, I think, who is it that you mentioned? I think it was Martial. I said he mentioned Martial in terms of, oh, he's got a sick conversion, but he doesn't take that many chances. You can see with the 10 dribblers as well, there's, there's guys that actually, they have, like, I think Firmino was on the list, but he doesn't have the volume. But if, yes. you look at the, if, if you look at the list, what it tells you is that anybody that has over 50% conversion, they're in the elite list, and then you look at the highest volume. So, like, Hazard and Messi, both of them had 57% conversions, and then they just had ridiculous volume. So now when I look at dribblers, what I would do is, okay, let me see who's got over 50% conversion. Then I'll sort it to volume. And then for me, those are the best dribblers. That's what I say in the group chat. I don't remember we were having that dribbling discussion. And I was like, yeah. if you look at the numbers, yeah, because you get something like, first for example, technically good centre midfielders will have very high numbers. So, like, Wilshire have sick numbers. Okay, Dembele and Pogba are anomalies because they will have high percentage, but they had high volumes. But, like, yeah. other players like even like a Herrera or, or like a Busquets, certain players will have very high, they'll have like 70%, but they'll attempt very low. So, you have to really. I always look at the top 10 in terms of volumes. I look at the volumes, I go from volumes downwards. So when you look at the volume, because yeah. if a man's, for example, Zaha, Zaha's attempted 180 take-ons and completing yeah, 56, yeah. that's a madness compared to somebody mm. attempting 15 and they've completed 12. What, what, what does that tell you? Nothing, really. But then, but then, but then when you look at it, there's, there's certain dribblers like Bernardo Silva, like Kovacic, their man, for me, they're some of the best dribblers in yeah. the league. Facts. But they don't have high volume. So I, I, for me, there's two different types of dribblers now. There's like, I, there's people that I rate as close control, and there's people mm. who I rate as like the proper lights of names Take and all on. that type of stuff. Now that when you combine the two, that's where you get Messi and Hazard. Mm. But, but yeah, so yeah, so 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 for so me, in terms of this new, this. so for me, in terms of the new generation, it's Mbappe and Sancho because because they cover the three areas in terms of. Uh, playmaking, dribbling, and goal scoring. But, but if you're talking about volume, though, Dan, how do you and and obviously we're talking about specifically to youngsters. And you're, if you're talking about volume, you're not necessarily going to have that volume, though, are you? Yeah, and that's why that's why I say don't set expectations on youngsters until they've had a, a full season. Mm. So like when, when certain people come out saying, "Yeah, Hudson Doyle should score ten goals," it's like no. First and foremost, we don't really know what he is. Is he just a creative? Is he just more of a creator? Is he just a right back? All right, come on. Is he just a right back? Just because your player second made the conversion to full back. <laughs> hey, 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 Dan, hey, Dan. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, this, this is the, this is, this is the, this is the Dan podcast still. This is the Dan podcast. I called it. No, this is the Dan podcast still. This is a virtuoso. This is a virtuoso. Good enough to be a winger. Go back a peg. You know, <laughs> and Show ain't really putting up any trees, is he? So all right, cool, all right, cool. Need a right back. All right, cool. Lewis is fighting back still. All right, say the ball. What was it? Right back. Got good delivery. Nippy. Nippy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that, that, that all starts as a fullback, innit? So we'll see after a, after a season. But I'm like, coming to Hudson, I think Hudson has playmaking in his um, arsenal. Um, and he's got uh, he's got a dribbling too. It's just for me the goals need to come, and I feel like at this point he's taking shots, but he's not he's not a pinnacle. No, I think that's putting it mildly. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal youngsters, what Arsenal youngsters do you feel like will make it to the top level? 
As, so what's top level? As in, what, what? Just define that for me. Okay, so what? Since you don't think Hudson's good, if that's what if I, you that's know, what I like Hudson. I'm just pulling your leg. Like, don't get emotional. <laughs> don't get emotional. <laughs> you know, I like Cho. You know, I like Cho. As long as people are listening and know that, then I'm cool. But are there, are there any Arsenal youngsters? Because you guys used to be like the youngsters. Well, uh, what, what about, um, what's his name? I think the only one have faith in his <laughs> What did you say, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did you say, Seth? Hey, it's, not, it's, not, it's not fair to mock the day, okay? <laughs> uh, no, because Arsenal fans still feel Wilshire's in the academy and that. They're like, <laughs> every day. <laughs> Yeah, that became so jarring. To um, he's uh, a big twenty-six-year-old man, you know. Man, 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 talking. The streets won't. The streets won't forget Wilshire. Wilshire's twenty-five, Kurt. Like, we talking about? <laughs> I saw. I saw Wilshire trying to take on stats against his girlfriend or his wife. Like, <laughs> trying to post. <laughs> How are you getting the streets won't forget? And you haven't even hit your late twenties. Nah, yeah. god damn Sorry. it. But no, just uh, in terms of Arsenal, I think I think that uh, the only person I could really say with any confidence that I feel like is going to be playing at a, a top level is Martinelli, and I think Saka if he continues at left back, but he's got to buy into it. Martinelli um, uh, uh, is one of them fake ones, though, man. You bought him in, though. But I, I agree with you. But no, I'm just talking about young players. Yeah, okay, so he's, yeah, he's no, only I, 18. I, I'm a Martinelli fan, as in like. When it comes to the physical aspect of his game at that age, he's far gone, like than any eighteen-year-old currently. Do you know what I mean? But it's just obviously the other um, aspects of his game. But if he gets that lockdown, it's long. Like as in, I'm actually rattled that he's at Arsenal, and the fact that he was on trial at United, and United said no. He's on trial everywhere as well. Yeah. Nah, it was, it was a, it was a thing where like he came trial, yeah. And then Green was like, bitch, that's nigga get the fuck out of here, skedaddle. I don't want to see you around these parts no more. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, don't come around here no more with that, with that don't shit, don't bro. Don't come around here no more. Nah, but you, yeah, you know, like, yeah, that yeah. when they see, like, when they have, like, a player that they really, really love in their academy, regardless, like, Martinelli could have been absolutely crazy. They, once they're, they're like passion merchants. Once they're invested, they done that with Lingard when he was growing up, like, what it once they invested, they invested in it. So I, I don't yeah, think they would have, Lingard, boy. Yeah, I don't think they would have allowed hey, anybody. Steady to come on, Lewis. You lot are linked to him, bro. Steady on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> steady and he's rather stay, bro. Yeah, stay calm. Calm, calm. Actually, he'd rather be on the bench than go Arsenal. On that, this man. is football uh, heritage. Yeah, respects. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Disu? What uh, What do you got? What? Do you, how do you rate? Like, because you're you're very much a um. You don't. You, you you hate anyone that has a bit of hype about them. So you're like, oh, fuck him, he's shit. And you probably haven't even watched him before. That's what I've noticed from you. Yeah. I, I, so how I, do I, you I, get to that conclusion? How, how do you get to that that conclusion? Do it is, yeah. Do it is, yeah. I have a bit of a sickness. I'll, I'll admit it. I have a sickness, yeah. <laughs> and I don't like seeing my friends happy. I'm so, I'll admit it. So uh, when my boys are happy, something inside me, like a, a black portal... <laughs> Just makes you want to destroy every ounce of that happiness. So even like my like Cho, I'm riding with Cho. You get me, young black boy doing bits. He's sick. He plays football like how I want to play it, and then man, I'm getting too happy, and too excited, and then I just couldn't control it. I had to turn on man, and now I can't. I can't even go back. I can't. I've got so many enemies of football. I've got so many enemies of football. I can't even enjoy it no more. Like I'm watching KDB highlights and having to come and diss him on the pod because. Just because I, I don't know, but no. But jokes aside, when it comes to young players or just players in general, as the guys know, I'm purely 
judging it on ability, what you can do for football, how athletic you are. So I want, how able are you as a person? And obviously, like from getting to know uh, other people's um, opinions, like speaking to like Leroy Lewis, Ife, Seb, Dan, rest of the boys in the, in, on the pod, I've started to kind of shape my model more because other things matter, like your mentality. And like, obviously, like Dan spoke about, if a certain man ain't getting this amount of goals in this period, what's what's you to what's you to think that it's just gonna automatic automatically change? So like that's also helped my shape my opinion. But mainly for me, I look at a player's ability level when, for example, um, young players that I've seen, I'm like, yo, instantly like he's sick. Like for example, like Jao Felix, um, Sancho, Cho, Greenwood. I'm, I'm talking about the players in recent years. I think Saka's good, Martinelli's good. Just watching them play, and I. And I've already forgotten that this is an academy boy that's just come fresh out. You see what I'm saying? Like, they're able to impact the game in a way. Maybe they're not completely there yet, but they don't look out of place. And they've got, like, certain characteristics or ability levels that rival out with the some. Like, I think Cho, when he's aggressive, like, it reminds me a bit of, like, a Sane type or, like, a Nani type where this guy could beat a player. Sancho, some of his close control and his one-two play and his pass and go is as good as anybody in world football. And Bappe might be one of the best players I've, I've seen point blank period so when I, look, I like to look at their technical ability how good are they under pressure how good is their touch how consistent is their touch can they beat players like have they got variations in their passing their shooting um how athletic can they be then i kind of try to um forecast it but not try to go overboard because okay maybe in four or five years their production gets better or maybe in four or five years they get stronger we've seen it with rashford he's got stronger over the years so that's how i try to assess young players and i'm still trying to learn how to do it properly it's very hard because if you're trying to analyze, like when we're looking at youngsters, especially from our own um, academies and stuff, like you, you'll be watching academy level footage, and more time. That's why I've stopped to Lewis. Who... Lewis, I've Sorry? I've honestly stopped doing that. I don't care. I don't watch any academy ball. I'm not interested in that because it, because that's a different sport. It's almost a different sport because yeah, if you're it is. because if you watch the levels, guys, yeah, what they do in academy. Like Bojan scored like a thousand goals. Um, Gerard Delafoy. If you watch what he and and uh, what him and Adama Traore were doing for the Barca youth team, you'll think men are playing in the playground. It's a joke. So there's no point yeah. watching what men are doing in the young league. It's irrelevant. Hundred percent. Because and even and even then, you get players who have been average, like bang average footballers in their career, and they batted up like under yeah. twenty one. Look at like people like Chuba Akpom and you know you know who, who I wrote a blog about and. <laughs> He can't even score at CDO level. Do you know what I mean? So it's 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 very tough to look at youth football and then and try and translate that to the senior game. Exactly. Mm. Very so, tough. Sonogo, Giovanni dos Santos, like those are players. Mm. Now, do you know what it is though? To be fair, with the with the young players, you t- you have to look at their individual characteristics rather than Facts. the number they're putting up at youth level. So, for example, if you look at um. Dominic Solanke and uh, Tammy Abraham, for example, when they were um, at Chelsea. So Dominic Solanke at youth level was a madman. He was scoring like 40 goals a season and stuff, just kept netting. And that's because a lot of it was due to his physical prowess. You know Rashford back in the day. Rashford was very, very slight. So even when he played in up, up top or wide, he wasn't really... Um, I'd say in some, certain games I watched him at Chelsea, against Chelsea, you wouldn't really notice him. You can see that he's a nice player, one of the United better players, but physically he wasn't able to impose himself. But Tammy and um, Solanke, for example, were able to. But the technical side, the, the soft technical skills that Rashford has over them, man, 
you're able to translate that into the the the, the senior game. Once you yeah. start adding to yourself, once you so you've got your speed, you've got the tech, then you add a bit of strength and conditioning to yourself. You're it'll be a lot easier for you to to translate. So first of all, you have to look at the technical quality. Have they got the technical ability? at youth level, and do they stand out at youth level clear as day in terms of technique? If so, yes, cool. Are they quick? Do they have the pace? Do they have the necessary physical capacity as well? If you take it all together, then yeah. I, I look at players and say, yeah, okay, this guy could cut it. At top level, they could cut it, for sure. Like, this this youth level is far too easy for them. So you look at um, Ruben lost the cheek when he was 16. You saw, yeah, this yeah, guy... Remember when we went bruh, to that game and we saw bruh. Ruben... Fan. That game will always stick in my head, you know. Fan. We it, all went together. It was we like the guy people. stood. The guy Who stood. Is this Don? Like? This guy stood and didn't move three yards, and he was running everything: left foot, right foot, yeah. little dribbles. It was. It was like. It was like they put like an actual world class player and put him in Hyde Park. That's that's what it looked yeah. like. It was jokes. It was mad. Yeah, yeah go and, on. He, and and that was a semi final of um against Arsenal. Of the Chelsea Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember that. So if it is, if they're done, are there any players at Chelsea that haven't bust through yet that you're that you're you're, you're seeing these attributes from, and you think they could go on to be top level? Uh, well, there's a couple. I'd uh, see Tino Anderin is another player that I think is destined to be a top player because again, he's got the technical quality, he's got the size, he's got the physicality. So at youth level, he is an absolute bully. Like when fit, bully, absolute bully. So he's quick, got the tech, and he actually has an eye for goal as well. But he's a number ten um, attacking midfielder, um, but almost like in the Ruben role. So I wouldn't even say like a ten, more like an eight slash ten. But yeah, he's got the capacity as well. Um, I say Lewis Bate. He's another one. He's a bit of an interesting player. I say he's more like um, he's more of the ilk of um, Billy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. So those type of players, like technically high, mad high technical quality. Physically, I would say that he's one of those players that gets about the pitch rather than he I wouldn't say he's um mad strong, but he, he puts a tackle in. Mm-hmm. As long as he's got that, then he stands a chance. Um but yeah, high IQ, very good high um footballing IQ as well. So his head's always on a on a pivot, always turning, always looking, finding space and busting lines, man. So yeah, those are the two. Jamal Lewis as well, good player. But again, that's touch and go. I don't really know. Well, yeah, Andrew. Are you talking about? Who's Jamal Lewis? Isn't that a player for Norwich? No, not Jamal Lewis. Thingy Lewis. Um, oh, I forgot. I forgot his name. But his name is Lewis. Oh, Marcel Lewis. Sorry. Okay, cool. What about you, Dan? For me, for like, I, I still. Look, I don't watch academy football, but I have no problems with kind of using academy football to kind of assess how a player is going to be. Like, I think when I've seen the fact that I've seen Hazard and Pogba and all of these guys in academy football, all of them wipe the floor of it. So that's almost like a standard now. If you want to be that top, top level, then you really should wipe the floor of it. I know we were talking about Kane earlier today. And um, Sebi, you mentioned that you kind of played against him and, and he, he didn't show anything. But I remember seeing him in the reserves. Um, it was Sturridge. I was Chelsea reserves. And um, he was he was a little bit shorter. He was slow. But I thought he was fantastic. He scored, I think he scored four goals. But he had, he had a fantastic strike. And I was saying that him and him, Sturridge and Kane will be the, the two best strikers um, off of just that, that one game. And obviously, it kind of it transcended. I feel like... 50-50. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose. But, but what I'm saying is, you have to be careful. So, like, there's so many players that do well in academy football that aren't going to make it. So, it's like, when you're asking me, who from the Chelsea Academy are going to destroy it? I, I can't make that because I don't think mm-hmm. anyone at that point is doing that much damage where it's a certain, mm-hmm. where it's a certain. Yeah. I've, what about what about you guys with uh, Man United? Dissy, you said you don't you don't watch academy football. Yeah, so um, yeah, man, 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 have been trying to sell me too many bull goods, bro. Like trying to sell me too many fake crap. <laughs> like that, that Chong guy. Yeah. Hey, fam, what, I t- I took one. Pro Chong? Nah, nah, <laughs> never, never. Oh, okay. Me and me and Seb, me and took one look at him. And said not said in a nah. month for Sundays, and that's nah. at youth level. Nah. And when he came to the pro, nah. nah, nah, like so. There's only one. There's only one kid that I I predict, I know um, is the Hannibal. You, he's like oh, he's seven. Or Hannibal Me- Mejri or something. Me- yeah, yeah, yeah. Some French kid, isn't it? It's quite Afro. Okay. Uh, Seventeen plays under, absolutely unreal. Like he's he's unreal. Like the only the only difficult thing which kind of annoys me is like as United go on this transition. Um, by time it's time for to blood him in, like who are we gonna have in central midfield? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we seem to be looking to buy uh, various players in that position, but I don't want him to miss out because he's actually a really—he's probably the only player that I, I like at that age. Um, yeah, under eighteen, he's absolutely unreal. And I think there's like a trial that we bought from uh, PSG about three years ago. He's um, nineteen. He plays for the twenty threes and that, but he's really good. Like he's um quite big, like he quite he's a powerhouse still. So um he's he's decent as well. But yeah, oh, probably only the Hannibal you that I say hundred percent. Like yeah, he's, he's going to the very top. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure Greenwood counts because we start to see him materialize. But oh yeah, nah, he, he, he doesn't. Yeah, Greenwood. Greenwood yeah, 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 because, yeah, because he's the only one for youth football. As as I think as Daniel said and Ife said that unless you're completely obliterating youth football, like. Are we really sure you're gonna make the top level? Like I've seen a guy I've seen a guy score a free kick with his left foot, one highlight, next highlight score a free kick with his right foot. Like just doing mad, mad things and he's now he's come to do it in the pros. So yeah, yeah so I remember yeah. so so in that youth game, Greenwood I think he hit four against us. Yeah, against or Sosa, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember this game, yeah. Because we were dominating in the game. I couldn't believe it. Um, he you, just took it away from us. It was nuts. He took it away, and it's like it wasn't even like necessarily capitalizing on errors. Like one of the goals was an error, but then once that went in, it was a floodgate. It just finished, finished, finished. Game done. <laughs> yeah, see, 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 Greenwood. Yeah, like his finishing is actually bonkers. Like I'm willing, I, I don't want to talk too much here, but in terms of like what I seen in the prem right now, in terms of just in and around the box shooting, like outside of Kane, I can't think of many people that in terms of. Consistent I get hits. shook whenever that trigger gets pulled back. I get shook, fam. No, I, I, I think there's might... not many players that get shook of like fam. I think about it, yeah, Martial, yeah, is a good finisher, and Oli said he's better than Martial, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, Martial's so, Martial's good. Martial is a cold finisher, but yeah, Greenwood, so Greenwood, when he's saying he's better than Martial, he said he's the best finisher in the club, including people like Mata. Mata's actually cold as well, and he's I mean? the finisher of both feet as well. And and, and remember, Oli's saying this before Greenwood's kicked a ball, by the way, yeah, so yes. for you to. For you to come out and say a little man is a better finisher than these than your strikers you got that you've been bigging up. Not like Oli don't rate Marshall and Rashford. He loves them to bits, isn't it? But I think it just showed like everybody like and obviously I got a couple of men that live in Manchester and they've all said like from early he said this one is not even it's not even 
up for discussion. He is mm. he is the he's the special, and like they think he's the best. Period. Like better better talent than Ravel, which is a, probably the biggest hype United have ever had. Better talent than Pogba than Rash. Da, 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 da. Although I still think Rash was better as an eighteen year old as a footballer. But what I see from Greenwood purely in his ability, when he's around the box, make a space yeah. and pop with left foot and right. The accuracy of the shots and how if you watch Greenwood's goals this season. The finishes are mad emphatic, yeah, you know. Crazy. Like yeah. yeah, so yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm it's quite crazy. optimistic about him. I don't talk too much, but yeah, it's quite hard I, not I, to. With, for me, the only person for Arsenal that I mean, I haven't seen much, um, but it's just that following Balogun guy, and he is like hotting up the reserve league. So, oh, um, yeah, oh, he's, he's he's netting like two, three goals a game every game. Like, like it's ridiculous. In fact, he's an emphatic. You talk about finishing again, like, like he's an emphatic finisher, and I love emphatic, him. Yeah, just pass or not just so. Wait. Somebody quickly. This guy will slap it. Just a quick one though, Lou Bob. Um, I heard that Smith Rowe brother. I ain't heard his name too tough, like. Oh, uh, if they, if they are nasty still, if they are nasty, if it's nasty still. He's actually been doing good for Huddersfield, you know. Hold on, for next season, yeah. What you saying, cuz? I don't know. You see me. I'm, I'm not. You see Anton and um, uh, Anton and Sean? a lot of the touchy gooners guys. Sean, they're, Sean, they're hot on Emil Smith Rowe. Me, I'm on the fence a bit, like because I think he's a bit, I think he's a bit um, I lightweight. No, I heard it from you, so I like you. Them man have to answer. Wait, wait, wait. He's doing well for Huddersfield, though. The Huddersfield fans, like, boy, well, from, I, I'm not on the forums, isn't it? But I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not on the forums. I've got a little inquiry still. So, but I've, I've heard that he's doing good things. What's he been doing? Because you said bits, so I need to understand level like, like man in a match performances, basically. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any goals? Um, I think I think he got one goal. I think he got one goal and maybe a couple assists. I'm not I'm not too sure. I haven't really been. Football feels like it was my, my um, years away, but um, yeah, I don't know. He's playing number ten. Though, he's playing number ten. Yeah, he's playing number ten. Uh, Same is I'm local. Boy. Same is I'm local. I'm local. Don't worry. Yeah, that's cool. Take, take it out with Anton with him. <laughs> that, that ain't my boy. That ain't my boy. Saka and Martinelli. There. Hey, my Mart- boy. Martinelli looks like a good one still. I, I'm I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need something to come and buy him, man. I ain't got time, man. We need something to come and buy yeah, him. Yeah, we just need to stop playing the left wing, bro, because it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's not a good enough footballer. Well, you're gonna you gonna sell a Bamiang for like twelve pounds fifty, so come out so you can play him up front oh, no, for next season. So Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. All right, um, let's move on some listeners' questions then before we wrap things up. Um, One sec. Let me get them up. So, obviously, um, there's a few questions about Harry Kane, actually. Obviously, we saw, to, uh, was it yesterday, in yesterday's paper, I think, um, Daniel Levy talking that £200 million talk to Man United. He's a um, <laughs> Who Who is, uh, well, I, I guess, look, look, Chelsea and United, you, you both got quite a lot of money. Um, are you taking Harry Kane for £200 million? No. I'm- 
cars, we good. We don't need that. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I must no, be, you lot, you lot know, you lot know I'm a, I'm a president of the Harry Kane Association, but, but for 200 M, nah, nah, sorry. Nah, I'm not doing it, Steve. There's only two what, people. What is, there's only two people I'm paying. Thing? And there's only two people I'm paying two hundred million for, and and they ain't Harry Kane. Um, That's underscore J G J R one. He asks, uh, "What's the most you'd put down for Harry Kane?" Currently now with his injury thing, a hundred and twenty, a hundred. Between a hundred and a hundred and twenty, currently think, with his injury. Do you think that would get him though? Do you think Tottenham would? No, no, it would, it would, it wouldn't get him. But I'm mm. saying, hey fam, the, that man just, that man just furloughed everybody. We gonna have to pay yeah, more than that, yeah. girl. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, like Spurs are sick. Like, and uh, as I, as I said on like previous pod, um, United don't want to deal with Spurs anyway. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like they, they actually like hate dealing with Levy. So for that deal is light years away from happening but for me I think currently with um, Harry Kane's injury record because it's a bit of a risk the max I pay for him is like 120 like 130 max yeah, 200 billion is crazy man this time, there, this time a... 60 million euros get your young Haaland bro like I don't know Obviously, there, there's a danger of Harry Kane staying at Spurs, right? Like for the rest of his career like becoming yeah, exactly. like an Alan Shearer kind of thing as as um as um our faithful Anton and um, Leroy to say he should not sign a contract once Harry Kane mm. signed that last contract, I said, you are putting yourself in big it's danger. Big danger because you are the biggest player in English football and you're a big club who are notoriously like ruthless sellers. Like they got a they got a world record fee for Gareth Bell and he was nowhere near like he wasn't even a, he was on he had a six season, but he wasn't a megastar and he still isn't yeah. a megastar now. So like leave leave it. Huh? You have to wait. You have to rate Rooney for that very reason. He's like, if I sign a new deal at Everton, this could be quite long. He mm. thought, fuck it, now nah, I'm out, Steve. Yeah, but that's what in that last Connie, you're right. Fucked him, absolutely fucked him. Yeah, well, same, same thing. No. Same thing with Zaha. They're, they're in the but same predicament. He he. They were they're in like not even Zaha, but more so Kane's situation was a bit different because he's loving the manager. He's like, like he's infatuated. Oh, we've just got to the we're 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 on the up. We're buying this he's, player. He's a donor. We're getting a new he's stadium. A donor. He's a donor. He's a don- He was literally he was feeling it. And it, 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 you know what? Players have a thing where like when things go in uh, well, they 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 don't remember the bad times and they think things are gonna go well forever. So he's thinking, regardless of what happens with Spurs, as long as Poch is here, I don't care. I'm gonna sign. Obviously, Poch is signed. Whatever. He never expected the. He never expected Poch to get sacked. And I think that's probably the biggest reason why there's links with him away from. No, I don't think uh, so, you know, Seth, because you know he's been talking about he's been talking this squad talk from last season because he's like, listen, don't, don't try and know like he said about three times, try and know like if you if we ain't popping, don't think I'm gonna stay here. But the problem is with and smart. This is what smart clubs do to keep their stars, yeah. That you know, putting extra money in front of a player and an agent is gonna be hard to turn down because they're always gonna think, do you know what? If you want to leave. We can do this, we can do that, we can engineer our move, da 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 So they, every two years, they're just giving him more and more P. And the more and more P, they're just extending, they're extending it again another two years, two years, two years, two years, which is going to give them to sell more leverage. And the players How are thinking... How much is Kane on? How much is Kane on, though? Like 200? I'm not even yeah, sure. I don't, I don't think he's... I'll be surprised if he was on 200. Not that many men, not that many men in the Prem are on two bills, you know? That's what I'm saying, man. Man, he could, he could force a team, but the problem is, it's Levy, innit? If it was any other club, yeah, you can make it run, but this is Spurs and Leeds. Te- Telegraph says £62.4 million pound contract 
six-year deal. So what's that? Six, ten, ten million a ten year. Million, yeah. Mm. That'll be a fat eat for him, bro. Fuck. Yeah, that's that's that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's just under two hundred. Wait, wait, wait. Who? Like, who? Who in their right mind here signs a six-year deal, man? Come on, man, grow up. So <laughs> he said, said you're the. He said grow up. So you're the like grow up, bro. You're so you're the bro. Heart on the sleeve and everything. You lot bro, say like, though, six years. You lot say that you wouldn't sign him, but would will Man United sign him? Will, no, will, will no. Ed Woody, Rich no. Woody Kwan, or whatever his name is. No, he's not doing it. No, he's not doing it. Like, you don't understand, yeah. You don't understand, yeah. One, United already have their strategy. We want a, we're, we want a backup striker, which is probably going to be a Garlo. We want possibly Grealish, Drew Bellingham, and Sancho. Those are those are the targets. I don't know who the secondary targets are, but those are the first targets, yeah. So those are the uh, the, the the positions that they've identified and they think that goes well with Oli. So that's the first thing. The second thing is historically, it's, I think it was even like like it's a it's a known thing. Fergie and Gill hated dealing with Levy. United as a football club do not want to deal with Spurs. Yeah, that's the last thing they want to go and do. So for me, on those two reasons, I I, I doubt that ever happens. To mm. be honest, like mm. I, unless we get some Saudi billionaires and they just mm-hmm. don't give a shit, yeah, then fair enough. Yeah, You're it probably can happen. Yeah, yeah that, that's from the cold. That, that, that was ages ago. I don't think that's happening anymore. But yeah, like unless. Unless that happens, it's not happening. To be honest, United have got their strategy. Um, they don't want to do with Spurs, so yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm hoping for that. Dan Conte, Dan Conte, Dan Conte, Dan Conte. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for at Arsenal. We got Burner. Um, all right, cool. Um, J- Jude Adoasi asks, um, do you think they'll have to shift the transfer window? And the start of the next season, if so, to when do you reckon? I guess we've done we've done these questions bare times, isn't it? Like, but I think sorry if you got here in the aeroplane, it's because I'm like right next to Heathrow. But um, I thought there was a flight. I thought there was a flight ban. But anyway, um, yeah, like I think, are you guys edging towards this season restarting? Like, in in terms of what you think is actually going to happen, not what you not what you want to happen. What do you guys actually think is going to happen? Because me personally, I, I think the season's going to restart. And I don't know when, but they're going to restart. It, 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 all the economic arguments that have been put to me, it just seems inevitable that the season is going to restart, whether that be in May, June, July, August, is going to restart. So um, how, where are you guys edging towards? I'm with you. I think, I think the economic implications... And all the noise coming out is just too strong for them not to complete the league. And the complications with contracts and TV deals and how certain... Like, if they cancel the season and certain men don't get their TV money, they're in the mud. So, like, I feel like there's going to be a restart of the season. Uh, For me, I feel like they... Obviously, the plan, they've actually said it, is to restart. Um, But it is all about when it becomes... when, when, When they can allow it to happen. Now, obviously, football players, um, they care about their career. So, if actually people are still catching it, people are still suffering it, it's not just them, it's about their wider family as well. Um, obviously, they still want to interact with them. So, until it's safe for footballers to come out, then it's not going to restart. And if it's going to be too long, so if it's like after September, when that, that time comes where it's safe for them to play, 
then I think that it might come to the point where they cancel it. But obviously, at this point, it's it's the restart mission, and you know, I feel like at this point, it will happen. Mm. Okay, Seb. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna restart, and I think it only makes sense to restart. I echo what you got said. It doesn't make any sense to end it now because it has too many ramifications for certain clubs. Sheffield United will be pissed if they get it gets cut off now. They've got extra games to play. United will be pissed if you award Sheffield United that win because there's no guarantee they win it. And yeah, it's just a bit fucked. You know, it doesn't make any sense to, to end it now. And if you do, then what? What next? Two ramifications are too great. The money involves too much, so I don't know. I don't know. I think that's the only way. When is this um, Qatar? When is that supposed to take place? Like, what period of year is that supposed to take place? I think it's in the winter, now, halfway through the season. So I think there's an argument. Yeah, I saw this on Twitter sometime, um, like sometime this week. Someone was saying that now would be a good opportunity to align the seasons for the, the for Qatar, Qatar World Cup. Yeah. So that there's an easier transition period for when that comes. It's Liverpool yeah. it's Liverpool fans that have just been sitting up trying to figure right. out okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was a Liverpool fan. <laughs> I've seen it. They just wanted to win the league. So yeah, that's that's what I've come up with. Yeah, I mean it would make sense. It it kinda does make sense. Um because that well, in in a weird kind of way, because that winter world cup thing makes no sense whatsoever. But if you're gonna try and make sense out of lunacy, then I oh. guess that could be the way to go. We we know we know why we're having a winter world cup. We don't need to say it, but come on yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, we know. Come on man. We we do know? Yeah, well you we well, you say you don't know. Well you you're not gonna let me know. Fam, you know the under the table peas and that man. That oh, you talk about the money. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought, bro, I thought there was some wider five G. Oh no, 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 no five G talk around here, oh, man. Okay, Just... okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, Keat J five asks, what nations have produced the best players in the last twenty years? If time, rank the nations from one to five. So in the oh. last twenty years, Belgium's got to be up there, right? France, Belgium, Germany. No, Argentina's up there, obviously. Argentina have produced six players. Aguero, Messi, um there's lot there's more. I can't think Tevez. of Tevez, Di Maria, Higuaro now. Just basically all the forwards, none of the defenders or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Let's have some let's have some balance, man. Nah, <laughs> fuck them Germans, Kerr. Let's have some balance, like the the, the right. Germany had a mad generation. Yeah, maddest. Spain, 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 of course. Yeah, Spain, Spain. Golden. Yeah, Spain. They had about three teams worth of world class midfielders. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I'm trying to think of like a dark horse who have who have um, In produced 20... quite a lot of players. Like Do, maybe it, it, one it, it, of the African sides, like Senegal or Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast, maybe. Yeah, they had a little. Yeah. They had a little, little run. It was cute. It was cute. Ivory Coast, yeah, they're they're there, but not not the top top. Well, no, it, it, top it, Italy, that that World Cup squad had was loaded of, of really good players, and mm-hmm. and and they went deep in quite a few competitions, so they had like a little spell. Uh, Brazil, Brazil have to be there. What they have Brazil, to be? Yeah, but the reason why I didn't mention. Oh wait, um, really? They're not as good as they have been in terms of producers. Brazil have like I think since I've been watching football. They've had one of the three best players in the world at all times, almost. So from yeah. Ronaldo dark, to dark, Ronaldinho to Kaká to Neymar. The dark horse Croatia. Yeah, Croatia. They had a very Definitely. solid. Yeah. yeah, they they've been consistent with it as well. 
Serbia? Serbia, maybe. I'm thinking because obviously Ivanovic, Matic, like all of them kind of like. We say good players, bro. No, dog. Okay, cool. No, hey, Daniel, hey, Daniel, Daniel. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Hey, wait, Matt, that, Matt says Serbia. Are you fucking... Serbia, like... And it went to guys like Ivan. <laughs> and Matic. No, no, no. Daniel was, Daniel was shooting 100% from Free Point Ranges podcast to come and say Serbia in a goalie generation. <laughs> You're waiting for like, the, the top quality player. Man, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Alright, um Daniel here's one from Boyum9895. Okay, right, so are you world class if you consistently put in nine out of ten performances but only bang in one competition and not the rest? Interesting. Mm, what's a shout? So like, what let's say like you only slap up the Prem but in the Champions League, you're MIA. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, because Hazard's world class and that's that Reads for Hazard. He's five, isn't it? Isn't Ronaldo like everyone's goats, but his Champions League record isn't that great, is it? Um, 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 Luis Ronaldo. Yeah, fat Ronaldo. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but no, Ronaldo's banned in more than one competition because he's banged in. He banged in Holland. Okay. He banged in Italy. He banged in Spain twice, and he bangs in oh, the okay. World Cup. But, all right, yeah, and all right, fair enough. One yeah, competition, yeah. yeah. I was, I was more thinking, um, like domestically. Ver- oh yeah, versus um, continentally. Yeah. Yeah, but he's banged to know what he's the second highest goal scorer. Well, I don't recognise Closer, so he's the highest World Cup goal scorer of all time. So, yeah. Is he? Yeah, well, well Closer's number one because he scored fucking five goals against Saudi Arabia in 2002. Yeah, true, true, true. Criminal, bruv. Talking about no, stats and how they're. Uh... Ain't Thomas Muller up there as well? Bruv, Thomas Muller might get it, and that's going to make me even more angry than, than um, Closer. Man, I don't too much weight on that still. No, 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 but no, no, but, but Muller was it like didn't have like two World Cup. He he slapped up like Ronaldo. Like I think ITV dropped a video today of um, all Ronaldo's World Cup goals and some of the goals on that's like he was doing like it's not like Muller just getting fed from Ozil. Yeah, and Thomas scuffing. Muller's got ten. Jesus Christ! And he's got what? How old is Thomas Muller? Oh, he ain't, he ain't scoring five in the next World Cup. No chance. No, nah. that's in two years, bro. Depends if, they, depends if they get Saudi Arabia, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's true. Man, get North Korea start pamming goals. No, but you know if Qatar are in the World Cup, they're gonna they're, their whole team is gonna be Brazilian, bro. I know. That's, they're just giving bare people citizenship. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Their teams are look like Stockwell, just bare random um, South Americans. Yeah, man. But yeah, can can you be considered world class if you consistently put in nine out of ten performances, but you only bang in one competition? Yeah. I guess I guess so. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the competition. If it's Europa, mm, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? But if it's like you're if you're in a top league, Premier League, Spanish league, and you're banging, for me, it has to be like a, the league. If mm. you're just doing it in like, even if you're just doing it in Champions League, that's a comp- knockout competition. That could be just a form thing. But it has to be like league, and it has to be a top league. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm with Dan still. I guess you could say Thierry Henry, right? I didn't want to whether say that, but. You know what? I was waiting for you, man. I was waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting I for you at the door. You know, but, I'm going to say The it. thing is, he was 10 out of 10 yeah. in the league, innit? So. Yeah. No, and to be fair, Henri had very, lo- quite a lot of Champions League moments as well. It's just that Arsenal just weren't really about yeah. it like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and look, yeah, I wait, no, Henri literally took you to the Champions League final. Yeah, he choked. Yeah. 
choked badly. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm horrible for it's even saying that. I know. I can't, wait, I can't wait for Anton to hear this. He's going to be shouting yeah, at you. It's important to say this. Yes, he took it to the final, but yes, he also choked. The two things what? can be... He choked. We went down to 10 men. It was Mission 101's curve. Exclusive. Missing and one he missed missed chances. Chances. I know. I'm saying my, my boy didn't choke. Second it's not the first final he choked, right? He might have scored five in the league. Why can't I do this, guys? This is so sabotage that it's fine. This is proper so far. Robert might have scored five in the league a couple of times, but man, no, 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 no. Here's what we're not gonna, we're not gonna, I'm here for Slander, but let's have decorum. Let's have decorum. No, no, no. I don't need, I don't want you to say. Don't say next time. Yeah? I don't want to hear that man's name. It's Henri's. Hey, last minute equalised and then Pedro win. Hey, it's tight, fam. What's that? A man can't talk. No. We move. We move. I actually have nothing to say to that. I can't even lie. That's your boy, Lewis. I can't lie. three two three zero asks, is Genie world class? Next question. Genie He's got a world class trim. Other than that, please. He better be talking about Christina Aguilera G in a bottle. Not that one that plays in Liverpool, bro. <laughs> uh, I mean, boy. You know what the thing is about Genie, yeah? Is he's. He actually does it, like, when it matters. Like, he's, he's a good player. You he's can't knock him, man. He's a good no, player. No, we're not knocking him. Knock him. We're just not giving him accolades he has not earned or come close to. He's not world class. He's a baller. Like technically, athletically, press resistant, and he could come up clutch in big games. Like he could, he could, he could step up and show out. But he's not world class. Rudy is a very good player. I mean, That's our it. very own, our very own Ellis used to call him shit. I remember quite clearly. Uh, yes, what does he do? Yes, what does he do? Yes, what does he do? Yes, Tell me. Yes. Tell me. What does he do? Tell me. He'll do nothing. And now he's got the vim of. Ah, ah, well, I wonder where, what was that agenda because of? Was that agenda because of Henderson? Because of Henderson, man, oh. used to rubbish his name because of Henderson. What a sick guy! No wonder bro. they put, no wonder we're putting you on furlough, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's scary what that man does. It's a dangerous shooting. Yeah. Dangerous shooting. God. All right. Cool. I, I've got, I've, I wanted to quote the Doctor Umar video from the Breakfast Club. I felt like they'd be out of bounds, but like, if you know, you know, they get. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's do a couple more. Here, here's one for Chelsea fans. I know it ain't Chelsea, Chelsea hour, but um, this is from CGPAGCE. I'm sure you guys know who he is. Um, he says, if Henderson being a potential player of the year is ridiculed, why do Chelsea fans think Kovacic should be our player of the year? Also a question. No, you only get one, lads, yeah? So go on, Chelsea lads. Why? That, why that's um, scary. That's a scary opinion. Or why do Chelsea fans think Kovacic should be our player of the year? You know what? It's such a, that's such a stupid inference as well. But let, we'll, we'll humour him. First things first, Kovacic has been a very good player. He's been our most consistent player all season. And there's not really been a high, there's not really been that many dips in his level throughout the season. So that's with wins and losses. He's been levels pretty much throughout. Now, Henderson, yeah, don't get me wrong, Henderson's been very, very good. But there's certain other men that have been better. Has there been that many other men that have been better at Chelsea? No. So using, using that reference to their midfielders, and they don't really get that many goals, it's yeah. crazy to me. It's crazy. Scottish has been... Henderson's been good, but Mane's been better. Mane's been significantly better. Chill off. Yeah. It's what I said, why IO stat is important, because... Kovacic has done nothing because he hasn't got high goals and assists to some people in it. 
But like, like I just echo what Mead said. He's probably been, well, definitely been for me anyway, our most consistent, like high-level performer. Mm. Fair enough. Um, last question then from Ab Lab. He uh, he asks, uh, what are your favourite prem partnerships? They don't necessarily have to be strike partners. Just two players you uh, who are great pitch chemistry. Um, so he says an underrated one for him would be Vardy and Mares. Mm, words. Mm. Yeah, Vardy mm. Mares. I, I enjoyed them still. Those are my guys, and you know I was championing them to win the title. Still. Anyway, <laughs> I'd say <laughs> obviously anyone but. I was having that. Now I'm back in that horse at the end. Anyway, um, I'd say my favorite York and Cole fam. They're, they're, that's mm. just York and Cole. That 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 link up was mad. That link up was telepathic. You know what? I I Dan, Zora and Flo fam. Oh my god! Yeah. And just. Oh, just fucking a... I don't want to hear nothing. Dan, Dan has no idea what you're talking about. He doesn't recognize. Hey, Lewis is nasty. Lewis is nasty. Like, like, we got to prove that we supported Chelsea before. So, like, our, our answers are influenced by. Is man going to say Desai and somebody else? Because I'm going to fucking lose it, bro. What do you say? Desai and who? And LeBeuf. Hey, 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 yeah, hey, that hey stop that shit. That, Dan's going to say Peter Osgood in a minute. Man's, man's, man's bringing out centre-backs. Allow me, bro. That's all bad guys. Chelsea. Zola. You know, I also like Duff and Robin, wide players. I say the combination of mm. them two again. Um, but yeah, York and Cole are my favourites still. I liked, I, liked, I liked Rooney and Van Nistelrooy. That's, not, that's probably my favourite, you Fun. know. Actually, no, no, no. Get all that. Rooney and Ronaldo. Rooney and Ronaldo. Rooney, Rooney has been savage yeah. in all of these partnerships. Rooney and Ronaldo. Rooney and Venezuela. Rooney and Tevez. Rooney and RVP. Hey, man, you, man, what's better? Rooney and Ronaldo or Rooney and Venezuela? I think it's peak now. Nah. Should I tell you Rooney and Ronaldo's peak, yeah? Because... I'm saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying in terms of combination that got the best out of both, not one. No, 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 no. Because Rooney... Rooney truly, yeah? Rooney could be a bags man. Don't get it twisted. But Rooney ain't really on being a bags man. Rooney just wants yeah. to just be in, Rooney, just Rooney just doing the absolute madness. In the game. Just in the game. Fuck it, yeah. fuck it let's have it. Oh, smash a man in, a, smash oh, a man in, in his own corner, win the ball back, play a 60-yard pass. <laughs> and do you see what I'm saying? But um, Rooney and Ronaldo is just the transitional madness that them two will do. Like, and they'll be able to unlock a defence when you're in, pinned in deep from a cross or dribble or shot. Like from a main app perspective, that's one of my favourite. From a non main app perspective, um, I can't lie. When Henri and Perez did the bad bitch link on the left wing, yeah. it was peak. Mm. That was nasty. Yeah, when Henri to pull out to the left and Perez, nah, that that was mad still. I didn't have time for that, but yeah, it was good to watch. Bad bitch link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a bit naughty. I think Rooney and um uh, RVP is definitely underrated. Yeah, facts. For me, a nostalgic one is um, Burkamp and Wright. Mm. That was... I can't lie to you. I won't say I remember that too tough. Still. Yeah, no, I remember it from videos, isn't it? Not from like. Luther <laughs> studied their VHS but... tapes, bro. Yeah, boy. Fuck it, Dennis. And, yeah, then, love and, then, and then obviously, uh, even um, Burkamp and Anelka was nice as well. Oh, yeah, before Anelka squalled. Yeah, paid for our training grando, didn't he? Hey? <laughs> But yeah, uh, any others before we call it a day? Mm. Mm. Oh, obviously Lampard and Drogba was a good unit, man. They were very, very that was good. disgusting. 
Petacek to Drogba. No, no, no. My favourite Chelsea one, yeah, is Cesc and Diego Costa. Yeah, that was really good. That's my favourite one. Hey, we're also forgetting, um, and rightly so, but um, SAS. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. We don't talk about that, man, because, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I respect it still. Actually, another partnership. Um, Rio and Vinic. Even though Rio carried that, but Rio and Vinic. We, we don't talk about centre backs around here, man. I ain't got time for that crap. We don't see that. <laughs> we don't see that shit. Turn that shit off. <laughs> on, on that note, on that note, we'll uh, we'll call it a day, folks. Um, lads, it was it was lovely to to see you guys again or, or hear from you guys again. You know, let's not let's not. Um, hey, don't be a stranger, eh? Don't be a stranger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, try, I'll try not to be, you know. Romero's coming back from a job next week. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I can't, I can't promise anything. But, yeah, guys, look, like I said, we're risking our lives out here, yeah? We're, 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 we're putting our, our families' lives at risk. Just give us a little something, yeah? A little £5 a month helps us keep going. Yeah? It helps us buy our PPE. Yeah, it's very, it's very important because we need it. Yeah? You know, I'm like... He sound like one of the beggars on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll put up my little board. Look, what, what, these lot, what are they spending their money on, eh? Yeah, you can't, you can't, can't do so, true. look, give us your money, right? You go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash touchdown frackers and you can donate five pounds. No, no, but honestly, guys, it really does help us because it helps us produce content, you know, with our YouTube and all sorts, even like paying our studio fees. I know we're not actually recording from the studio at the moment, but it really does help us. <laughs> So if you can, <laughs> if you can contribute, um, at the goodness that be your heart, because you are getting this content for free at the end of the day, and you know it's just a nice little gesture, isn't it? But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> guys, make sure to use the hashtag Touchdown Frackers as well. Very, very important. If you aren't gonna donate to the Patreon, at least use the hashtag. Um, but yeah, we'll be back with the Club Pods on Monday. Mug, mugger on Monday, Iron. Yeah, you know the vibrations. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, all right, then, lads. Uh, uh, it was nice having you, and we'll be back um, on Monday. ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the DC area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Sports Social Podcast Network.